TTB Music Podcast Déjà vu, this, isn't it? <laughs> on so many levels. <laughs> both, both on the yeah. recording setup and yeah. just the uh, hey podcasting. <laughs> Remember when we used to do that? And 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 you are? Yeah. <laughs> Available <laughs> for other podcasts. Oh. Do you remember that time when we did try to stop podcasting? Yeah. Yeah, it worked as well as this, didn't it? It did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It did quite well this this yeah. time. This time. <laughs> It's good that we've taken a choice to uh, decide most of this year's music has been shit by just not <laughs> doing any podcasts or reviewing anything. Not engaging with that. Yeah. 2019. So, first off the year now, fuck it. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> oh, how are you doing? I'm very well. Yes. 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 We should do this more often. We should, really. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, if anyone's still listening out there, which they might, you know, <laughs> frankly, who knows, they might have just in that uh, brief... There's a lot of good podcasts out there. That I brief, think that's been half my problem. Yes, that brief six-month hiatus <laughs> between the first one and the second one of the year. Um, uh, oh. Well, you know. So anyway. I blame David Tennant. Yeah. Mm. Right, anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah. yeah, you've forgotten how to do this. I have, yeah. yeah, it's just, uh, yeah you, you, normally you list the albums. And yeah, that's okay. Yeah, review. Correct. Okay. And I, yeah, and I sort of jump in occasionally and laugh. So, because we've been so uh, shit, for want of a better word, this, uh, we're only going to do four albums, this, rather than our usual six. Uh, but don't, don't, don't worry. Despair. Don't despair. Yeah, exactly. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with four more. <laughs> oh, really? That's how exciting it is. Oh. Okay, so this one, we're actually doing some. We're actually doing kind of what we used to do, which is reviewing stuff that's actually come out Kind of recently. Um, so we have Madonna, Madame X, Divine Comedy, Office Politics, Hot Chip, A Bath Full of Ecstasy, and something that came out three and a half months ago, um, Sigrid Sucker Punch, that we felt we should review because uh, for no other reason than Strangers was, if, if you remember rightly, our favourite track of last year. Year before. Yeah. So, anyway, without further ado, the Return of Madge. Pete. Oh, bastard. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this 14th is... 14th studio album. 14, eh? 14. Um, so, obviously, before sitting down to listen to this, the only only sort of reference I got to Madge in her recent work was that uh, performance at the uh, Eurovision Song Contest, which I watched for the first time in... Oh, so I missed that, so, I, so I, I have no idea how yeah. good, bad, indifferent that was. It's the same as always, same as always. Um, we came bottom. But, uh, but while they were deciding that the UK would come bottom of the European leagues, um, and, <laughs> and we all made jokes about politics, the uh, the match came on and she did a track from her album, um, Mad of X, uh, which we have reviewed, and I'm not stalling for time. And the album itself, uh, I think, is better. Then her performance that evening, which was widely sort of slated. Oh, unfairly, I thought, because yeah. actually it's Madonna. So, come on, it's Madonna. She can still... Well, she's, she's doing the eye patch thing. She's still got pipes. Um, and actually on this album, what has absolutely impressed, shocked, surprised, amazed me, is that throughout the album, she still has got pipes. Um, vocally speaking, uh, she's still up there with the best of 
best of Madonna, really. She's competing with herself. She's no, not competing with anyone else. I think in terms of her peers, uh, some of which, some of whom are with us, some of whom aren't, um, and compared with her modern peers, uh, I, th- I think she still holds above. Okay. In terms of lyrically, certainly vocally. Musically, a bit of an interesting mix of styles, this one. I think there were times when, when Madonna was pushing into newer areas or collaborating i actually thought the album was stronger where there was perhaps less of that or more sort of reliance on traditional styles uh it was weaker but but for me not really my scene but a fairly solid album and i mean that in the best way um yeah i I found this no i was yeah she kind of goes a bit full Nice Lebanita on this album, really, isn't she? I didn't mind you saying. Um, no, uh, I don't think I don't think that's a bad thing. Bad thing either. I think I think I think it's genuinely nice that that cause obviously I think she's been living in Lisbon for the last few years, and she's obviously pulled in that that influence of Spanish Portuguese, yeah. um, which you hear throughout things, the album. Yeah. That mixture of sort of. Mediterranean. Yes, yeah, so you've got kind of that, and so and, and, and then for one of a better world, word, world, world music yeah, beats yeah. type, yeah. things going on. Um, and I say that that kind of works reasonably well. Actually, it's quite it's quite interesting. It's quite engaging. Um, it's not doing anything new per se, but it's it's quite fun. I quite quite like a batuka, which has that yes. kind of call and response style yeah, yeah. thing, yeah. And, and then you've got the um, the choir, choir vocal thing that yeah. reminded me a bit of actually on that and even on the track before is it on, is it on future or God God control mm. where both those tracks I was thinking ah oh, yeah remind me of like a prayer with the kind of kind of thing <laughs> um, uh-huh. so I quite quite like that uh-huh. and there, but then you have killers who are partying which is trying to be a serious mm. kind of song which I think lyrically is a bit yeah. naff trite. Um, even though the sentiment's good, um, and then you have that god awful bit in the middle where 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 it <laughs> suddenly becomes today's pop music, and you have Crave and Crazy, See, which are both ugh. yeah, Crazy. I didn't like. And it's it's when it becomes today's pop music, when it when she's pushing into areas and putting her own twist on it. Whether you call it world music, you call it you know Lisbon beats, if you wish. Yes, I just made that up. Um, it sounds great. It's when she's sort of doing pop music. I guess that's what I was trying to say at the beginning. When she's trying to sort of imitate what's going on currently, I think that's where it falls down. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. But it's still probably as good as, you know, Taylor Swift and Kate Perry's and all the rest of it. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. it's, it's, it's uh, as you say, a solid. Solid. A solid record. Yay. There we say. There you go. I've been waiting six months to get that out. <laughs> Moving on to the Divine Comedy, Office Politics. Mm-hmm. Um... I suddenly can't remember what the last album was called, although we did, oh, did, we, did, did we? we did review the last oh, album, which was about, that's about five years ago. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> Forgive you for not remembering. <laughs> you know, I could, I could have looked it up. Yeah. I've, had, I've had months to do this. You've got months to prepare for this. Um, as then, as now, yeah. um, I will say it's always nice to have any kind of album... That involves Neil Hannon, yeah. Um, simply because he is one of, well, frankly, one of our best 
and amusing cle- and clever songwriters. That for sure. Uh, certainly ly- ly- lyrically, and there is ample uh, evidence of that again on this album. It's an album that, that's uh, vaguely based upon the kind of work environment yeah. kind of thing. Although even it admits it was kind of very loosely kind yeah. of <laughs> strung around that. And it's a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, it's quite a long album. It's a, in, in old, old, old Money, it's a double album. Um, but when it's good, uh, which I think is most of the time, I think I think it's very good. Uh, great start off. So you start with uh, Q Jumper, Office Politics, Norma and Norma, Absolutely Obsolete, and Infernal Machines, which mm. I, I think are all brilliant. Um, Norma and Norma, uh, current, current single, a big Radio 2 favourite, and oh. quite rightly so. It's yeah. a really, really, really beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song, yeah. but also wonderfully wonderfully clever because it, it is a song that's about this couple um looking back on life um but then i, I love the fact that he manages to get the normans and the saxon reenactment yeah, yeah, kind of thing in yeah. towards the end in the, in, the, yeah. in, the, in the in the lyrics yeah. uh, which is corny as hell but actually still very yeah. good um and you've got the 70s kind of glam of Infernal Machines, which I quite like to be on. You then get a totally daft middle section, um, which are, with the type of songs that are really fun but don't necessarily warrant repeat listens. So yeah. Psychological Evaluation, which is a kind of vocoder conversation with himself, essentially. Um, yes. And then Synthesizer Service Centre Super Summer Sale, um, which I'm sure you liked because it managed to mention DM, yeah. Nin and... and Pet Shop Boys. They're all in there. Uh, as well as listing virtually every synthesizer that's oh, ever, 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 been, ever been made. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and then we get back on back on track, and again, to, to, towards, the, towards the end, I think, we, we pick up really well. Again, Dark Days is a bit kind of kind of Pink Floyd, Circle the Wall. Yeah. Um, two final tracks, which are both kind of odes to kind of urgent ordinary kind of working people I think are both beautiful which is after the Lord Mayor's show and yeah. when the working day is done yeah, yeah. and there's also another silly song in there which is Philip and Steve's Furniture Removal Company yeah, which, which I thought was surprisingly good <laughs> which I also like as well because because the, the, whole, the whole point of that is it's it's um, it's about uh, Philip Glass and uh, what was it Steve Reese isn't it yeah. it's, it's, oh, Reich, Steve Reich sorry uh, both uh, famous American composers um who, according to, you know, urban myth, I suppose, once did kind of furniture removal, although no one actually thinks it was true, but apparently Neil Hannon thought it was quite an interesting idea That's and quite funny. And and particularly because Philip Glass is re- quite well known for doing kind of repetitive things, there's quite a lot of rep- repetition at the start of oh, the track sure. as well, which, yeah, is, yeah. which is quite funny. So overall, I think it's... Uh, Whilst not the best Divine Comedy album, I think it's quite a strong record, but at the same time, it does feel a little long. And I think there's a a very good album in a good album. Yeah, Yeah. I agree, agree. Um, um, And I mean this genuinely. Uh, There is a great... (laughs) And you mentioned the 70s, sound of the 70s. There's a great alternative 80s album in here as well. Mm. Um, and particularly the first half or the first 
single yes. album yes it's a double set in old money um i thought this is really um yeah uh, and I, I think again reference to the the long list of uh, 80s originating acts that he listed obviously in in uh, i think it was psychological evaluation or or the synthesizer one with the nin reference um the office theme i think that's quite nice because it kind of loosely ties it together from start to finish even on the tracks where it's not as obvious um you know, it, yes. there is sort of it's alluded to even in Norman and Norma, which is excellent. Uh, it is alluded to. Um, I think the first half, the sort of more eighties half, is tighter. Yes, I uh, think in so terms so. of terms of the themes and in terms of the sort of the songs themselves. Then it has that yeah crazy middle bit, uh, and then the second half, uh, particularly lack of se- latter second half, with the odd exception, is more like tradi- what you call traditional divine comedy. <laughs> So, for example, you've got Opportunity Knocks on there. It's a classic Divine Comedy song yes. about somebody getting off on murdering their colleagues for their own advancement, which uh, I just thought that's a, just a classic one of their sort of themes. Um, could have appeared on any album of theirs in the last 20 years. But, I mean, again, I mean that in a fully complimentary way. Um, tracks, I think you've mentioned all the ones I liked. Uh, Office Politics, obviously, with the Neil Tennant style vocals yes uh delivered by neil neil han uh very good and uh, when the working day is done i thought was was a fantastic way to close the album uh although i was exhaustedly trudging my way home and i felt like i did want to <laughs> do myself in having listened to it uh, but i thought it was very effective in that way there you go there you go on to hot chip seventh seventh seventh, seventh studio album already yeah, i can't, yeah, can't believe we, that, actually do you remember do you, yeah. Do you remember? We did the third and fourth. Yeah. Quite close back to back, I seem to recall. Or was it fourth and fifth? Who knows? Yeah. Back well, in the day. Yeah, a long time ago. Mm. Um, whichever the first one of those we did, I didn't like it particularly. No, that's the one I really liked. Yeah, I recall. I recall. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, to find out if we like this one or not. Yeah. Um, over to you. Um, Bath Full of Ecstasy. Uh, it's again as a theme it was yeah it was almost like it was almost like um it's almost like a good trip down hot chip lane um very good like yeah, it yeah yeah see what I did that. Mm-hmm. um and I, and again it sort of it begins quite joyously it, does um, it brings you up it takes you to the love and and then the last couple of tracks sort of bring you gently back down um, although it has to be said, I think I think what goes up must come down. And I thought, uh, what the tracks widens my mind, and particularly clear blue skies, sort of sort of the paranoia of coming down was was reflected. I thought there. Uh, so again, I, I I jumped on the theme. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, I liked it. Um, the title track. Uh, first of all, good good couple of opening tracks. Um, as I said, tracks. yeah, a couple of opening tracks really sort of put you in the mood for dancing. Um, and a real reminder to me why I liked them so much so previously. Yeah. Uh, particularly that, that sort of era of the, the sort of third, fourth, fifth album. Um, and also liked um, uh, the title track, which offered something a bit more soulful. It's kind of like that dirty soul of the sort of 70s, yeah. 80s. Um, I really, lo- you know, really like that. Um, also really liked um, Hungry Child, which really did want, made me want to dance. Um, and the surprisingly positive uh, No God at the end which yeah. again it sort, of, sort of wrapped it up quite nicely it brought you back and then it just sort of sort of gave you a little bit of love right at the end as well so uh, and now overall for me um, yeah I, I 
I'm trying to sort of remember where we were up to with Hot Chip. Uh, obviously, that that there was one album back in back in the day I really enjoyed. Probably this one not so much, but I, I did really enjoy this album. Yeah, I, don't, I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't mind this. I think. I think it's definitely actually going to say. I think <laughs> it's an album that definitely builds on rather than against what they've previously yeah, done. Exactly. Um, exactly that. And does quite a good job, I think, of balancing kind of the dense and kind of chill aspects of the band. Um, I think this first half of the album for me is the better half of the album and the, yeah. and, and the half that I that I've definitely engaged me more. For sure, um, I found myself drifting away a bit um, in the second in the, in the second half of the album on all my listens listens to it and having that feeling slightly of things kind of merging into one yeah Um, but I I agree that No God is actually quite an interesting track track at the end it kind of if you're kind of focused on that track in and of itself it's actually quite a uh, well constructed song yeah very Um, very clever I mean, obviously, this album has some sadness to it because one of the co-producers, co-producers Philip uh, Zadar, kind of fell off a building or whatever the other day, not the other day, man, last 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 month, and and died. Um, so it's kind of kind of a sad point to the album. Yeah. Um, but was that before it came out? Um. Yeah, I think it probably yeah. was, yeah. Oh. Just before. That's awful. Uh, but yeah, I think it's... Um, dare I say it again, again it, it's, a, it's a solid hot chip album. Hmm. Rather, rather rather than one going to be going round and uh, saying, oh, you must listen to this. And, you know, our local... Uh, oh, yeah. Our, lo- our local craft beer seller also thinks it's a... <laughs> well, he probably, th- he probably thinks it's more an average... Hot Jib album, album rather, yeah, than sol- rather than a solid one, yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. excellent. No, I say, I say solid on the solidometer. It's on the positive side. Yeah, yeah. I think that's true. Finally, in this particular uh, episode, I move on to the debut album from Sigrid. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, "Strangers" was our track of last year. Was it uh, last year? Yeah. Wow! It came out. It came. Was well, it came, year before. Well, it came out the very it came out December of ah, twenty seventeen. Right, okay. But makes but, sense. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, so the album came out in March, April. Yeah. And she spent most of the last two years pretty much just releasing singles and then yeah. touring off the back of back yeah. of singles. Um, understandably, there's quite a lot of expectation around the release the release of the it's album. Been a long time coming. This album, hasn't it? Exactly, and, yeah. and because she's had you know. Sell out tours and lots of people saying positive things for, uh, about her. So obviously, some pressure in that that sense. Um, the album itself is made up of about half of uh, stuff that had been previously released and half of stuff that was totally new. And I have to say, happily for me, this uh, this album uh, hasn't disappointed me. Um, you know, it's pop music as it should be, as far as I'm concerned. It's short, yeah. snappy, tappy. Average track time of three and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is what it's like. Um, I have to say, I've probably listened to this album more than any other album this year because it's been on kind of loop in our car. 
Um, <laughs> so this is, an, this is the easiest one for me to review because I'm very familiar with this record. Yeah. Um, but this also lends to the fact of what I'm saying, the fact that, that despite that, <laughs> I am saying positive things about it. You know, she's t- she basically tells simple tales of love, hate, being a young girl, woman, in the modern world. And what I like about it is, because we listen to a lot of music, just generally, and because I listen to, and both for this podcast and as parents of young girls particularly, whilst much modern pop music has that kind of homogenous kind of sound... This, to me, kind of retained a surprising um, distinctiveness uh, and an idiosyncratic charm, partly due to her vocal delivery, which I think is quite different from uh, most of the other people out there. Um, and, you know, I've read some reviews saying, oh, you know, why didn't you take more risks? You know, we thought she'd be able to take more risks. Thinking, this is a debut album, you know. Yeah, yeah. Really, does she really need to be taking more risks now? And, and also... What's wrong with just delivering an album full of mm. decent pop tunes? Yeah. Um, so you get, what I like about it is you, you do get killer pop songs like um, "Strangers," "Don't Feel Like Crying," "Sucker Punch," "Don't Kill My Vibe." But in between that, you also get things uh, like "Level Up" um, and "Dynamite," which are more kind of restrained, kind of mm-hmm. mellow tunes, which I think work really well. Um, and you know, I think if you want a album high on earworminess that comes in at kind of like about 35 minutes, I think you're hard pushed to beat this album this year. Yeah, agree. Uh, agree again. Um, <laughs> how boring. Uh, <laughs> I um, No, it's uh, a, a, a classic pop album. Uh, whilst we waited a long time, well worth the wait. It's, uh, you know, strangers aside, there are some really good um, pop tunes here. Mm. Um, as you say, some really catchy numbers, some some slower, sort of more thoughtful numbers. Uh, it's a remarkable debut. Um, she clearly hasn't rushed this, uh, and I think that pays off. Yes. And uh, if you had to wait three, four years for the next one, I think it'd be probably be worth the wait. Um, I say "Strangers" aside because I think "Strangers" still holds up. Oh, it's still a, great, it's still a, great, it's still a great song. Great pop anthem. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's on rotation there in our house. Uh, I, I played it to, to my own daughter for the first time uh, last week uh, as she was prepping for a brownie disco. Oh. And, uh, you know, she was, she was the DJ. I was like, uh, very proud, very proud. And uh, I introduced her to Strangers. And within, oh, gosh, only 30 seconds, she was just like, love it. And it hasn't even got going at that point. <laughs> like, True. I was just like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait for this bit, wait for this bit, wait for this bit. <laughs> and in a way, the whole album's like that. It's just like you've got to give it, you've got to give it more than thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you got to listen to the whole album because, um, because yeah, it, it's sort of, it's sort of just when you think it's sort of there, then it's there, then it's there. Um, it is indeed. Yeah. Yes. And I thought that was just, oh, I just just made me laugh. Um, so yeah, no doubt this will continue to play. In our respective houses. So there and yours it. too. Yes, and mine too. Mm. Should be. Mm. So, favourite album of the podcast? Oh, this is tricky. Um, because I think Seagree's great. Um, what about yours? You do yours first. 
Um, it is probably secret, actually. Something, yeah. uh, but again, that's partly due to the fact that I said overexposure. There is overexposure. There is overexposure, but that it has survived overexposure, and I still think it's good. Well, looking across this podcast, they're all pretty, pretty solid. Um, yes, and. You know, the Divine Comedy album was shorter. If if if, if you kind of if it was shorter, if yeah. you kind of knocked about kind of four or five four or five tracks off yeah. the Divine Comedy album, I think that would definitely. There's a great Divine Comedy album in possibly there. Possibly win it, but. So I'm I'm going to agree with you. I think it's Seagrid, but I'm 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 going to throw Hot Chipper, Bathful of Ecstasy here as well. Going to throw him in. Going to throw him in. Yeah. The Bathful of Ecstasy. Indeed. Okay, uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks uh, when we will be looking back a bit because obviously we've missed some stuff apparently. So we're going to be reviewing four of the uh, best reviewed albums of the year so far. All right, is that how we're doing it? Mm. Mm, okay. Uh, so, I look forward to that. Ladies and gents, that will involve Dave Psychodrama, uh, Fountains DC Dogrel, Baroness Golden Grey, and Weyer's Blood Titanic Rising. Nice. So. See you in a couple of weeks. Bye. No, really. A couple of weeks. Really? Just yeah. a couple of weeks? Yeah, a couple of weeks. Wow. Yeah, it's like, it's like new, everything. Feel free to leave us a comment on our Facebook page, or you can email us, podcast at cttbmusic.com.